Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. Mounting evidence over Memorial Day weekend that our democracy is still very much in danger. We'll discuss that. Plus, President Biden continues bipartisan infrastructure negotiations, but for how much longer? And finally, the president travels to Oklahoma today to mark the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. Democracy is in peril, and we continue to see examples of that every day. President Biden said exactly that yesterday when he was commemorating Memorial Day at Arlington National Cemetery, where he issued this stark warning. Democracy itself is in peril here at home and around the world. What we do now, how we honor the memory of the fallen, will determine whether or not democracy will long endure. I'm not really sure you can say that the president is being hyperbolic here or really playing up this notion. I I think he's sort of calling it as he sees it here. This weekend, we saw play out in Texas, for one place, on Sunday evening. Democrats in the state legislature walked off the statehouse floor in an effort to derail the approval of a restrictive voting bill before the midnight deadline there for the end of the legislative session. The bill in Texas, it makes that Georgia bill look like child's play. This is a bill that may be the most restrictive so far that we've seen in the country. It limits Sunday voting hours. It makes it easier to overturn an election result that may be suspected of fraud by partisan actors, that a partisan actor can potentially overturn the election result, among many other issues. And while that was the last opportunity for the bill to pass during the regular legislative session in Texas, Governor Abbott has already announced that he will include election integrity as part of a special session he plans to call. So the Republicans have the votes in Texas. And indeed, if the governor calls a special session, this bill may very well become law. And that's why you saw the Democrats in Texas plead with national Democrats, with President Biden, to do something on the federal level as it relates to voting rights. That state-by-state patchwork legislative attempts by Republican-controlled legislatures will not be resolved from the Democrats' point of view unless Democrats are able to successfully pass federal legislation. This is where that Bill S-1 comes in. Remember H.R. 1, the For the People Act? It passed the House of Representatives. Its Senate companion is going to come up for a vote At the end of this month, that's according to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, which means the battle over the filibuster is likely going to come to the fore now, folks, over this voting rights issue. Because we know Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, they don't want to blow up the filibuster. And we know Joe Manchin is not in favor of the current voting rights legislation. We also know Republicans are totally unified against it. So there's no chance of Democrats getting 10 Republicans. So the only path forward for this bill that Schumer and Biden say are a priority for them is to actually blow up the legislative filibuster and pass it with Democrats only. But like I said, Manchin, Cinema, they're not in favor of doing that. So this is going to present a real intra-party Democratic battle now for the next many weeks with voting rights front and center. And that's not the only place we see democracy under attack. Listen to Michael Flynn, the former and very brief Trump national security advisor, 
He was at an event in Dallas that featured prominent QAnon conspiracy theory and big lie believers, where he appeared to endorse a Myanmar-style coup right here in the United States. Give a listen. I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. No reason. I mean, it should happen here. No reason. That's right. Now, Flynn somehow claims that he didn't say what he's actually on tape saying. You just heard him say it. He's now saying somehow those words were twisted or taken out of context. But what a dangerous thought from this general, from this former national security advisor, totally throwing in with the QAnon conspiracy crowd. And of course, this all comes after that Friday vote where Republicans blocked the January 6th commission, that independent bipartisan commission that was proposed to be formed to look into the insurrection on our democracy back on that date. So all troubling signs right now across the country about the very nature of American democracy. Now, here's what else matters today. Democrats have now set a new deadline. It looks like June 9th is the day you can circle on your calendar for when infrastructure negotiations will either point towards a path forward that will be bipartisan with Republicans or that Democrats are going to go it alone and use that budget rule known as reconciliation to be able to get it through the Senate with just 50 Democratic votes. Listen to what Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, told my colleague Jake Tapper on State of the Union yesterday. The negotiations have been healthy. There's a lot of conversations going on among members of Congress who have come forward with a lot of different ideas in addition to the discussions that we've had with uh, the group led by Senator Capito. So we believe in this process, but also very much agree that this can't go on forever. That West Virginia Republican senator he referred to, that's Shelley Moore Capito. And even though Congress is out of session this week, she and President Biden are slated to meet at the White House tomorrow for further negotiations on infrastructure. She is taking the lead for the Republicans in the Senate. And if she can strike a deal with Biden or at least give him enough confidence that there's a real chance at getting a bipartisan bill, you may see the president move forward on that path. If, however... After that meeting, Biden walks away thinking there is no way Republicans are going to join him. You will start to see the entire conversation shift to Democrats trying to pass this infrastructure package all on their own. And finally today, President Biden delivered remarks to memorialize the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa massacre, when hundreds of Black Americans were killed by a white mob that had attacked their neighborhood and burned dozens of city blocks to the ground. Biden met with surviving members of the community, he toured the Greenwood Cultural Center, and he outlined his administration's efforts to combat racial inequality in this nation. In his comments today, Biden also announced a plan to close the racial wealth gap. This included new steps to help minority-owned businesses grow and to address racial discrimination in the housing market. However, Biden's plan has received criticism from the NAACP's national president, Derek Johnson, as it fails to address the racial disparity in student loan debt. Johnson argues student loan debt continues to suppress economic prosperity for African-Americans and that while some of Biden's proposals are great, that issue also needs to be taken into account. 
Aboard Air Force One on the way to Oklahoma, White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre also wouldn't say whether President Biden believes there should be reparations for survivors and descendants of the Tulsa race massacre. She pointed to Biden's campaign support of a study on reparations, but she would go no further than that. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.